Welcome to Don't Eat Your Young, a podcast where we will hear stories from nurses just like you that will validate, educate, and inspire you. I'm your host, Beth Quass. Today we have Tammy Jacobs on the show. She's been a nurse for 25 years. The last 16 years have been in the operating room. After many changes in her operating room with leadership and some staffing changes, she became burnt out and decided to go in a new direction. She's now starting to help people come out of their shell as a coach and mentor for nurses and other women living stressful lives. Please welcome Tammy Jacobs to the show. Hi, Tammy. Welcome. Thanks for being on the show today. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. And I'm excited to talk to you. You have some really great stories to share. Uh, Why don't you start talking about your nursing journey and how you got into nursing? Actually, I always wanted to be a nurse from the time I was a kid when, you know, you play with the baby dolls, right? Um, (laughs) I always wanted to be a nurse. And um, I actually wound up in cosmetology first, (laughs) believe it or not. Um, so I went to nursing, not until in my 30s, my early 30s. I uh, went back to nursing school, got through nursing, put myself through, um, and really just started. I was working in a cardiology practice at the time. So I stayed there for about a year. And then, you know, the whole adage of you have to have hospital experience, right? So um, I left there, went into the hospital, did some floor nursing, um, stepped down cardiac is what I did. And um, from there, I wound up back actually in an office in pediatrics. And in between, I've done like nursing home and, um, you know, office nursing, nursing home, hospital nursing. And for the last 16 years, almost 16, 15 in like 10 months, um, I was in the operating room. Wow. So yeah, that's been the biggest part of my journey. It's, that's great. You've had a lot of experiences in many different areas. Yeah. Absolutely. And the fact that you found nursing in your 30s, that's amazing. Um, that's a good a good lesson for people to hear. It's never too late to go back and, and get into nursing if that's what you want to do. I was in the medical profession from early on because I worked as a secretary and receptionist and a bookkeeper and, you know, all the different other venues within the office, right, before going back to nursing school. So what was your favorite part about nursing? My favorite part actually was the patient's. You know, like getting to spend time with them and hearing their stories, especially in the nursing home, the stories of, you know, the elder, the elderly, like they just have all kinds of stories. Um, so that was a, a big part of what I liked. At one point, it was autonomy, um, but that kind of went by the wayside. But we'll talk about that later <laughs> when you ask me. Um, but yeah, pretty much just, you know, as women, when we go into something like that or any profession, it's out of service, right? Because you want to serve the other people, the people that you're, and make them feel better. And exactly, yeah. What's your least favorite part about nursing? Rules and regulations. <laughs> and we're getting a lot more of those, aren't we? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, it's not. It's not a human experience anymore. I would 100% agree. And yeah, charting has taken up a lot of time away from caring for patients. Absolutely, absolutely. And in the OR, it was all about time. I mean, we had to do time in the room, time we started, time we timed out, time out of the room, time in PACU, time back into the room. So it was all about like turnover times within a certain amount of time, you know. And to me, I felt like it was regardless of, it was kind of at the expense of the patient in some respects, you know. 
Um, and if you did take the time, you were like questioned, well, why were you like getting in the room? You know? Yeah. It, it felt punitive. It feels punitive because, you know, as we've talked, I've worked in the OR and anesthesia too, and we're under a lot of pressure to keep those times. Um, but there's a lot of things that we do between taking care of patients that take up time. And I know just exactly what you mean when you talk about, um, if you're not in the room, quote unquote, on time, we are questioned about that. Talk a little bit more about your experience as an OR nurse. In the beginning, it was interesting. <laughs> Um, you know, it was a lot of learning. There is a lot to learn in the OR. Um, you know, you have to be not just a nurse, but you have to be, um, be able to like fix all the things and, you know, that sort of thing of, uh, troubleshoot. That's the word I want. I'm sorry. My main brain just went troubleshoot, um, different machineries and, you know, different computer things and, you know, that kind of thing. So it was a lot of technology more than nursing, I think. I don't know if you agree with that. I do agree with that. I definitely felt it was more technology than nursing because, you know, our patients were asleep most of the time. (laughs) Right. Right? So are you working in the OR now? Um, I actually quit my job to pursue my coaching practice. Um, So I am PRN, but... Yeah. And how often are you working now? Um, I haven't worked actually in the last month. They haven't really called to see, you know, if they need me. I don't know, but... I haven't heard or worked in the last few months or last month. Um, and it's only been since November. So, And you had some experiences that brought you up to the decision to leave. Absolutely. Nursing. And can you tell us a little bit about those stories? Well, I mean, in the beginning, it was tough. Like you had to have broad shoulders because the OR is a different entity, if you will, and a lot of strong personalities. So even in training, it was more about like, they would tell you, no, not don't do it that way. And then they would turn around, and you'd see them doing it that way. You know what I mean? Kind of thing. So you kind of have to bite, you had to bite your tongue a whole lot in the beginning, at least I, I did that I have to maybe not. Um, I did. And um, a lot of the times I would hear, you know, the doctors would be yelling at you because they didn't have an instrument right away. You know what I'm saying? Like they'd ask for something, you'd go out, you get it. Or if it wasn't out there, you'd have to send down for it. And if it wasn't immediate, like, what the and you're like getting the brunt of that, right? Um, all the time. And, you know, the excuses that I got from, I'll say management would be, you know, well, they're under a lot of stress. They're doing this, they're doing that. Okay. But I had a wise doctor tell me, who was my eye surgeon, that her do- her father taught her that the worse things get, the calmer you get, right? So when he, that physician or she is like, <sighs> that just sets the tone for the whole room, right? And I'm sure you absolutely you understand that as well. Um, and in 16 years, you know, I stayed out of the office for the most part. <laughs> That's great. Um, but um, just in the last year, we had new management, a whole change of new management. And I noticed that people who had been there for years were getting nitpicked at little tiny things, right? And a lot of people that had been there for over, I'll say 10, 15 years were leaving, okay? Which says a lot. When you start using your senior, losing your senior people, somebody should sit up and take notice of that. Absolutely. And so I had a situation and you wanted me to share this, so I will share this, where I was in a room. It was a very busy room. It was a very quick case. Um, I had tried to prepare ahead asking the doctor. It was a foot case. You know, hey, you're going to have specimens, you're going to have this, because in the OR I was in, not everything was in the same computer programs. Not everything was in the same program. It was a different computer program. 
So I wanted to have it up ready, whatever, if he was going to send specimens. And um, he said, no, I don't think so, blah, blah, blah. So we got everything started. And as we were getting it started, everything was going wrong. You know, the first, the um, tourniquet was not working right. And then the irrigation kind of thing was like ran out of water and we couldn't get it working right. And then he started like sending out like six specimens. And And for those that don't work in the OR, sending out specimens takes a lot of time um, away from the patient. I mean, it's the circulator is very busy getting those labels printed and all of the information on there. So it is time consuming to say the least. And you had six. Yeah. So it was, you know, a lot of specimens. And then I noticed that in our, in our, our case cart, we didn't have dressings. So we were nearing the end and I said to my tech, I said, I'm going to run out and grab the dressings real quick. Okay. And, you know, we had four, 13 ORs. So, you know, our core tech is always running around. So if I have the opportunity to do that, like if it was like a big open case, I wouldn't have, it definitely would have, you know, but it was a foot case. Patient was stable. So I ran out to get dressings. And when I came back in, I got bombarded by anesthesia, by the doctor, you know, hey, you know, where were you? I had to play circulator, blah, 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 you know, because there was another irrigation, which was like a under pressure irrigation at the end of the case. I felt like, Inside, I'm thinking, okay, the patient's not in distress. It's an irrigation system. It's not bleeding. He's not bleeding out. You know what I'm saying? But they're like just coming down on me. And I started to try to defend myself and they just wouldn't stop. I don't know about you, but I don't know if you've ever had a thought that you think in your head. I turned to the computer and I just, you know, I walked away and I turned to the computer and I had this thought in my head. And (laughs) instead of just thinking it, it actually came out mouth. And it was, you know, I, I actually at the time had a son at home that was going through a lot. And I was like, I can be treated like shit at home. I don't need this shit here. Right. And I, that's what I said. But I said it to the computer, not to the doctor. The doctor went and reported me. So I got called into the office and the first time in 16 years was suspended for the day, put on probation, had to go through three sessions of anger management with a counselor and had to do the um, like CEUs on conduct in the OR. And I was like, this is a bit much, don't you think? And quite honestly, I knew what it was. It was this ploy of, okay, you've been here 15 years. You know, we can hire two people to take care of. And I said that to them, actually. (laughs) Um, I was bold enough to say that. And I just felt very attacked. I reported it to HR. Got me nowhere at all. Um, And I just felt like, you know, I'm the one... That's like more of the light in the OR because I was the one that was upbeat, you know, this and that and yada, yada and good morning. And I'd be met with like, what are you so happy about? You know, that sort of thing. I almost quit that day, <laughs> but I wasn't going to give them the satisfaction. And I wanted to go out on my terms. I didn't want to go out on theirs. So, you know, I stayed and now I can't say it was all bad. You know, it's not all bad. We have the good with the bad, but um, I do feel like there's a lot more bullying and more you know, burnout is just a big thing with nursing, but, you know, a lot more bullying goes on than should. I'll just put it that way. Do you see that bullying between all team members? Yes. Yes. In our OR in particular, there was um, a lot of animosity between techs and nurses because nurses got all, and here's the catchers, like I, I kind of agreed with them, but like nurses got all the perks of, you know, the clinical ladder and being able to level up. And they didn't have that. So they were actually working on doing one for the techs when I left. But 
Um, and I, I, I understood, but I didn't understand the animosity towards us when it wasn't us personally. Do you know what I mean? It was the establishment, you know, the hospital in general. So I think that plays a huge role. The administration in a hospital can, they truly set the initial tone. They, they play the foundation for where, how the rest of us treat each other. So I completely understand that. Uh, had you worked with this surgeon in the past? Yes. And it, did you ever have a conversation with that surgeon? No. And that was my thing too. I said to them, I said, you know, and I was kind of, I was kind of mean because I was angry. And I said, you know, I don't run to mommy and, and tattle when something happens. I go to the person that I'm upset with, right? I go to them and say, listen, you know, that was kind of appropriate what you did. You know, why did you talk to me that way, right? But in the OR, as you know, the doctor leaves well before the patient's awake a lot of times. So you're in there with anesthesia and you're there waking the patient up and have to take them to the recovery. So it's not like you can leave, right? And actually, HR said to me, there was two things that were said to me. HR said to me, why couldn't you have gotten someone to relieve you to go and talk to management? Because he reported it before I did. So that was their whole ploy. And I said, well, first of all, I have a patient on the table. And what about continuity of care? Right? Correct. Um, when I was called into the office, I was told that we were the angels of mercy and are supposed to be able to just let stuff roll off our shoulders. How do you feel about that? Um, I feel it's a bunch of BS. <laughs> that invokes <laughs> a lot of emotion in me and, and none of them yes. are positive. No, um, it's like, so it's okay for us to be talked to like dogs, right? And because historically, right. that's how we as nurses, that's how we've been seen. That's how we've been treated. Correct. Which is, has it has to change. I think it really plays a big part in people's burnout as well. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, I never worked in the ER, but I know, you know, that's a busy area, you know, to be high in. stress. Yes, high stress and, you know, people's emotions are all over the place. Um, but uh, the OR is pretty high stress too. Uh, you know, in terms of, you know, you got this patient under anesthesia and anything can happen, right? Absolutely. And time, like you said, timing is everything in the OR. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so did that incidence really push you to decide to, you were ready to move out of that, out of nursing in that role? I've had that feeling for a long time. Um, I actually got my coaching certification back in like 2018, late 2018 is when I finished my training. Um, and I was doing coaching part time, but I enjoyed it so much. And I was like, you know, I really just need to do this. I just need to do this. <laughs> right. And, you know, but you get stuck in that, like, okay, you know, the kids need to eat and you got to pay the mortgage and, you know, all that stuff. Um, and the fear of stepping out. Right. There's a lot of and, fear. Yes, absolutely. And when that happened, though, I was like, you know, I actually went to them and this was a kicker and asked them if I could go to part time, like 40 hours a pay. She said, I don't have that position. I don't have a position. And we were already short staffed, but she but didn't have that position. I was like, all right. And that was kind of like my ding, 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 just leave. Right. So I gave my notice. And um when I went back PRN one day, she came in and asked me if I would sign a contract with them for 24 hours and get paid more than what I was making now. <laughs> and I looked at her and I said, yeah, no, I'd have to think about that one real hard. <laughs> right. And just so you know, I didn't do it. <laughs> was probably It was probably a very good decision for you to step away. Do you feel better now? 
I do. I do. Um, I feel like it was a toxic environment for me anyway. Um, I don't know if everybody feels that way. That's just my opinion. It was a toxic environment for me. Um, and I feel like I'm on my life's path right now on my journey, you know, where I'm supposed to go. Right. You know, it's, it's a process and I did take a big step and took money out of retirement to actually fund me so that I could do it and, you know, hired myself a business coach and did all the right things. I'm doing all the right things, doing a lot of networking and, um, you know, it's progressing in the right direction and I see it. So I don't think, I know I did the right thing. That is, sometimes you just have to take that leap of faith. Absolutely. And trust that everything will fall into place just as it's supposed to. So do you feel like you were burnt out or you had just had enough? Well, I think I was burnt out. I think that, and this is going to sound a little, I don't know, you work in the OR, so you might understand what I'm saying. But as an OR nurse, I didn't feel like a nurse. (laughs) If that makes any sense. I've heard that from other people. Yeah, Yeah. I've kind of felt more like a well-paid glorified go-getter. And I think a part of it was, I just didn't, I didn't, I didn't feel like a nurse. I didn't feel like, I don't know. I just didn't, it was just, I just was done. Like it was, it had to do with management. It had to do with policies, procedures. It had to do with people up top making rules for us down below when they've never stepped foot in our shoes. Um, It was a whole bunch of things. I mean, when you have, when you have an hour long um, training on how to wash your hands, somebody's lost their mind. Okay. (laughs) Come on. We all know those. We all have been through those things too. Right. Right. You know, when you've been a nurse, like we have, you know, 20, close to 30 years, believe me, we learned that all that time ago and we're still doing it correctly and we yet we still have to spend our time going through those classes yeah now i will say that in the or people as a whole during the case worked as a team like setting up tearing down turning over during the case that sort of thing you know we always used to say we don't have to like you we just have to work with you and respect (laughs) you right i don't have to like you we just have to work together and respect each other during the case that was you know, it was patient centered, you know what I mean? But, you know, it was during those stressful times when they're screaming at you and you're, you're trying to, you know, you might know the answer, but if they're screaming at you, you're like, now what does he, you know, you know what I mean? Like it sort of just puts you in a whole different mindset. Right. And it's hard to do our best work when we're on edge. Right. Right. Exactly. So your business now, tell us a little bit more about that. Well, it's exciting. <laughs> um, it's Tammy Jacobs coaching. And what I do is I help women get out of their own way, just do you and trust that everything will fall into place as it is supposed to, right? Perfect. As women, we know that we're always doing for everybody else but ourselves, right? Yes. Um, not taking care of ourselves. And I'm not even just talking about physically or eating right. I'm talking about emotionally, spiritually, every other way, right? We just don't take care of ourselves. And everybody's needs are put up before ours. And just teaching women that, you know, number one, it's okay to step out and do what you want. Like, don't march to the beat of someone else's drum. It's time to march to the beat of yours, right? Um, And just supporting them in that journey, you know, with the right support, accountability, and the right curated system, right? That three-legged system. And so how is your uh, coaching set up? Are you meeting with people one-on-one or groups? Right now, I'm just doing one-on-one. 
Um, and I offer a free 60 to 90 minute just do you discovery session where, you know, if you feel like you need that support, you know, we kind of go in, we talk for 60 to 90 minutes on what you need the support with and, you know, come up with one or two things that you can start right now to move you into that journey and then find out whether we're a good fit to even work together. Right. Because you, you have to trust me. I have to trust you. Right. We have to right. trust each other. And you have to be ready to make that change. And it's it's not always easy to be ready, right? We, we can tell ourselves we're ready, but sometimes we're not. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Well, yeah. I know and my fear is that we're going to see a lot more of burnout, um, especially in nurses, but in all hospital workers, really healthcare workers, clinic workers. How do you see nurses moving through this really difficult time? How do I see them moving through it? I see a lot of the same going on. I think, I think I see nurses, you know, especially with COVID, because I know in our area, we were moved to different places. Like we had to go to PACU. PACU went upstairs, you know, when it first all started and we had so many cases in the hospital, they went upstairs taking care of COVID cases. So we were covering them and you know what I mean? It's like we were moving around. I see it maybe getting better in that light now with the vaccine out there you know, it's probably going to ease up a little bit, but the nursing, there's a nursing shortage. Everybody's always working short, right? And I feel like it's not moving (laughs) in the right direction still. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. How do you think we're going to keep people in nursing and get new people in nursing? Well, it kind of goes along with what I was going to give a little advice on about is, you know, you just really have to be clear on, on, be an advocate for yourself and really establish like those clear boundaries right from the beginning from the work-life balance, right? Yes. And, you know, really get, know that when you go in, the pressure and the demand is going to be more focused on work, 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 right? Because you're going to have people, oh, can you work this shift? Can you work that shift? Can you cover for me? Can you do this, right? But really be clear on what your career choices are and which way you want to go in nursing. And don't be pressured into marching to the beat of someone else's drum just because they're putting that pressure on you. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you really have to have the clear cut guidelines and boundaries right from the get go. We talked about fear a little bit. It's it's hard to make a decision even to move to a new unit, a new floor, a different area in nursing. But I think we have to give ourselves permission to do that. And do your research and move out of those toxic areas if that's what you're in. Absolutely. They, they do they do you no good. Absolutely. And I think they don't teach that in nursing school itself, that even though you step out of nursing school, you think you're all that, right? <laughs> but there's so much more to learn because how you learned it here is not how it is in the real world, number one. And number two, that every new job is like starting over. Because if you're focused, like I'm focused in OR right now, right? Um, So if I left OR and went back into an office, yeah, I have that knowledge back here. But all the computer programs are different. You know, (laughs) the way they do things are different. You know, and now with the temperatures and all that stuff. So it's always like starting over. And I think that's something that in nursing school, they should teach that, right? Yes. That, you know, know that, you know, you're always going to be evolving and learning and, you know, with any switch or change that you make. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I say, <laughs> you know, when we talk about don't eat your young, young aren't just new nurses. Young are 
like we talk about transitioning into a new unit, a new area, learning new things. And we need good mentors and not someone that will belittle the new person. And I think that we get wrapped up like sometimes in nursing, we forget that we were new once. Yes. Right. And um, I had a couple of those mentors when I was going through the OR, right? And so you forget that you were new once and how it felt to be new, right? And and we also forget that there's more than one way to do something. Now, there's not more than way to calculate a drip rate, you know, that sort of stuff. But there's more than one way to calm a patient down or more than one, you know what I mean? Those sort of things. And more than one way to organize your day, right? Depending on what you're doing, everybody's a little bit different. So just remembering those things, right? That everybody's different and there is more than one way and everybody's going to march to their drum eventually and do it their way. And we can all learn from each other. New people coming out. I learn a lot from the students I have with me. They teach me the new things and what a great way to keep current on the newest evidence-based practice. Well, a caveat to all the um, stuff that I said in the beginning, if I were to say that I learned who I learned the most from, it was the techs. Really? That's amazing. I had one tech who actually took my mentor and I, as we were going through the internship aside, she went through all the instrumentation. She told us all what they were. Like one of them, she said, oh, cokers kill because it had teeth, right? Like things <laughs> how to remember what they were, right? Yeah. She went through all of them and then she made us leave. And brought one at a time to tell her what everything was, right? She was like, you should at least know the basic set when you're coming in. You should, you know, this and that. You know, and there's there's a gazillion instruments. You're not ever really going to know as a nurse if you don't scrub what all of them are. Right. But, um, you know, just the techs were like probably my biggest trainers, if you will, in terms of that sort of stuff. They're such an important part of the OR and the team itself. If you have a good tech, your room is just going to be so much more smooth that day. Right. They can make you or break your day. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And they really set the, the tone of the surgeon as well some days. Mm-hmm. If a surgeon has the tech that he knows and trusts, it's it's going to be a great day. Absolutely. Absolutely. And if not, look out, right? Yeah. <laughs> Just step back and let it roll off your shoulders. Yes. <laughs> some things you can do that and some things it's hard to swallow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else you'd like to share today? Um, well, I already gave my advice. <laughs> I love that. And it's, it's just such... to really set your boundaries. Yeah. Up front. Yeah. And be confident in what you do. Yes. But oh, open to learning new things. Absolutely. Every day I learn something new. Yeah. I think that walking in with the attitude of I know it all is not a good way to get started. No, <laughs> that no, would be it is piece not. Of advice, right? Uh, where can people find you, Tammy? Well, I'm on Facebook under Tammy Jacobs, and I do post on my personal page and in my group. My group is the Health Victresses, and um, I named it that because I feel like women need to be and feel victorious in all goals that they set for themselves, um, mentally, physically, spiritually, you know, whatever it is. We do meditation Mondays, Tuesday tips, Wednesday wellness, where I share recipes. We do Thursday, um, thankful Thursday. I really just have people, we talk about what we're thankful for, thankful for. And then I do Friday fitness, where I actually do a live exercise class every Friday um, on my private page. And um, I will be teaching on a mo- something called moxie.xyz eventually. Um, that's 
starting next week. <laughs> so um, I'm getting prepared for that. But yeah, and I, I have that. And I'm also on LinkedIn, Amy Jacobs Coaching. Perfect. Well, I I know that you're going to help a lot of people. Um, I, I loved your stories today and I so appreciate you sharing them. It's good for other people to hear um, what happens and what we do have to deal with in the OR and outside of the OR, but how to deal with that is what's important. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, you know, thank you for having me and reaching out to me because you reached out to me. So I'm excited for people to hear about it. And I hope that your business continues to grow. And for anyone out there needing a little extra boost, a little extra support coaching, um, you can find Tammy's contact information in the show notes today. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks again for being on our show today, Tammy. A couple takeaways from our time with Tammy today. The decree behind our licensure doesn't matter. Our caring spirit and our professionalism are what counts. And everything will fall into place. If you're feeling that you're not in the right place, take the move to move on and take care of yourself. And thank you all for being here today, taking the time to listen. If you want to know more or become a member, visit DonEatYourYoung.com. And if you have a story to share, find my email there. You can also join my Facebook group at Don't Eat Your Young. Thanks for being here. Have a great day. You will find